Dave Wanstead. And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. Uh... With Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Hanging out with Dave Wanstead on a Thursday. Beverage in hand. Love talking to Coach. He won't do a darkness retreat. He's got takes on new NFL rules. Sure does. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers, is staying in Green Bay. Texts with the uh, president of the XFL. Russ Brandon. Hey, 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 Spigs, let me ask you something. You know, you meant, I, I heard Danny's uh, little tease on the, your top 30 baseball players, uh, or in the last 30 years, I'm sorry. Uh, I, and I know the Hall of Fame has been picked this year, being not, you know, come out in, in what, June or July. Do you think Pete Rose ever gets in, Spigs? <laughs> Thanks for your call, Coach. Um, <laughs> and, and is he on your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> no, you mentioned baseball. You're right. And, and, no. And, and Pete came, I mean, I, Posthumously. Worked, I worked with Pete at Fox. Yeah. And used to talk to him about it all the time. And I was just curious what your opinion was. But, that's, that's interesting. I'd love to know what he said. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he gets in while he's alive, uh, maybe posthumously, but he has had many chances to kind of uh, either A, apologize, or B, be accountable. And he just he just doesn't do it. Um, you, think, so, you, think, you think anybody breaks his hit? record uh yes. no no, no that, he doesn't either that's, <laughs> for, that's for another story <laughs> I, I got you spigs oh yeah you did <laughs> i thought he was really good i thought he was really good on fox he looked it, he looked strange you know, he told, and he was he good. Told, i asked him that he only told me he says coach he says let me tell you something he says these guys don't care no one cares about getting a base hit anymore all the money's in ho- hitting home runs and the other thing is none of these players play a full season he says even when we did not have a game I would go. T- I felt guilty if I didn't go to the stadium and get a weight workout or get a steam or, or jog or do something. He says, when the season started, I never missed a day of work. Whether we were on or off, I was at the stadium. He says, these guys obviously now, you know, with the injuries and resting guys, and, and just the way things have changed. So uh, I, I was just checking, get, getting a little credibility check on you, Spigs. You're right on point. <laughs> You're right. You and Pete agree. You and Pete well, agree. Well, notoriously. Good company. Famous. <laughs> uh, Dave, got a, got a question about offensive tackles for you. Uh, okay. Do you care about how long their arms are? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I think there is something to that uh, because the real key is getting your hands on the defender before he gets his hands on you. Uh, 100%. I think there's something to that. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't stand here and say, uh, you know, that, that a certain length of the arm, you know, 38 or whatever it might be. Uh, but I do believe that having range is an advantage for an offensive tackle, getting his hands on the guy he's blocking. Any offensive lineman is that way. I think right across the board. And I think, Cat or Olin or any of those guys would agree with me. And well, maybe not Patrick Manley, but any of the guys, you know, the offensive linemen. Well, you know, Peter Skaronsky's arms are apparently 33 inches or maybe even a little bit less. If he's a textbook killer at left tackle, who's been great at every level and yeah. is and is certainly the number one, but the arms are short, do you does he slide down your draft board? Well, you know, a, a lot has to do with his, the set, you know, how quick he sets his feet and gets his hands up. Uh, obviously, he's a smart guy. You know, last year it was Mitch Trubis- or uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett couldn't play because his hands weren't big enough. I mean, his hands were as big as Russell Wilson's and a lot of the quarterbacks play in the league, but, you know, they weren't Ben Roethlisberger. So people 
were questioning, could he be a quarterback in the NFL? I think he's, you know, he's proven that, uh, yeah, does it help a little bit? I think when you're playing in wet conditions and you're trying to grip the ball, uh, to have, you know, Troy Aikman had huge hands, Brett Favre, so forth, absolutely. But does it eliminate you from being a really good player? No. And I would, I would, I think I would look at the offensive line the same way. What about for a center, Dave, for Justin Fields? We were talking about this the other day on the show. Uh, Would you, do you think that they will try to do like the veteran route or draft someone that can be the long term partner or what should they be looking for at that position? Well, well, my feeling straight across the board, guys, with offensive linemen in the NFL nowadays, uh, they're not coming out of college. Uh, well, as well groomed and matured, I should say, is what they were in the past. They, because of the limited days in the NFL that you can have pads on and practice and the tempo of practice and the physicality, I think offensive linemen are at the biggest disadvantage from a standpoint of uh, maturing, of growth, of getting better at their skills, at their craft. Because they need live work. You can't get better with an offensive lineman but going out there and hitting pads. You've got to hit live people. I really believe that. I've seen it. I, I've lived it. And with the limited amount of time, you could do that. So my feeling, Danny, to answer your question, I would look and search as hard as I could for veteran guys that can upgrade you on the offensive line. Guys that I can see doing it right now would be where I would try to focus in free agency, in free agency. I would draft young guys, sign veteran guys on the offensive line. That's just my personal opinion from from what I've observed and obviously heard talking to some people around the league. That's interesting stuff. There's a, We looked at a bunch of centers uh, yesterday or, or whenever it was, Coach, and there's one who's a senior at Minnesota. There's John Michael Schmitz. Um, I love him. You do? God, you just killed me on that. You know, I was up at Minnesota. I spent two days this summer with P.J. Fleck, and I, I think he's a heck of a player. And they're one of the few teams. Think about, of all schools for you to pull on, they're one of the few teams that actually develop offensive linemen, and they run the ball, and they're physical, and they're tough. Uh, he is a player. He, he is a player. He's a little bit different mold than most of those guys, in my opinion. You might take a guy from Michigan. I th- you got to look at the school. I guess that's what I'm saying. A majority of these college guys, they don't want to run the ball now. They, they, don't, they don't really develop the offensive lineman. Everything is quick passes. Get the ball out. You don't have to you know, run plays. You don't have to block anybody, all that stuff. The quick screens and so forth, RPO stuff. Uh, you know, Michigan guys... Guys that run the football and do it well, Minnesota's got a great offensive line coach, uh, Brian Callahan. He, he's outstanding. And uh, Chicago, Illinois guy, by the way. Uh, so they developed their linemen up there. I would definitely uh, – he, he's a guy you'd have to take a serious look at. So there are – okay, because, so, yeah, you had said you wanted to do the veterans, but there are yeah. – but, yes. but but Schmitz is a senior who went back for another year and he's been a leader, yeah. so he's a little bit a little bit more of a veteran style. Yeah, I don't want way. you guys to think that I'm 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 contradicting myself, even though I you know it's because I I do a majority of these guys aren't ready and aren't developed enough to come in and help the Bears right now right now. Veteran guys are that's my feeling. 
But when you look at a guy like Minnesota, you look at a guy maybe at Michigan, some of these schools that that uh, do it a little bit differently, uh, you, you got to take a close look at them. I would consider those guys. I really would. All right, what's what's the what's the next week of uh, lovely life of Dave Wanstead? Who are we going to be? Who are we meeting? Who are we? Who are we hanging out with? What celebrities are we interacting with? Who are we calling and texting? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm heading to uh, I'm, I'm heading to the Carolinas tomorrow morning, and I'm back in Chicago on Monday. So you, you guys tell me what's going on in Chicago. I'm going to be around the city. I'll probably come in. Uh, I'll probably be live. Maybe I'll be live next Thursday. We'll see. What when I'm- are we going on Jimmy's boat? When's the next time you're going to go on Jimmy's boat? Oh, I I I got to get. I haven't talked to Jimmy since the Super Bowl. I. I Thank you. I'll call him tomorrow morning, Danny. You're welcome for me to remind you to call your your, your best friend. Um, yeah, well, because he you, he didn't have the full like public retirement. Honestly, at the at the Super Bowl, like I thought that maybe was going to happen. They didn't. I, I I don't think they want to admit admit it that he's uh, going to retire. You know, and they'll try to do something to get him to come out once or twice a year. I don't know what the deal will be, but uh, yeah, they, they, nobody wants to admit it out there because they have so much fun. They have so much fun. Yeah, he's a big face. He's an important face for that uh, for that network. So they'll try to keep him in the fold somehow. Hey, I got reservations here, guys, in about fifteen minutes. So I'm. uh, So you're doing something? Well, I'm I'm going. I'm taking my buddies here to a steakhouse tonight. So we're. uh, Oh, well done. Okay. Uh, Catch up. Oh, don't say that in front of Shane. Oh my God! Don't say ketchup. Don't stay. Say a one sauce. None of that stuff. No, Shane. No, nothing. Just great. Just little. Little mashed potatoes on the side will be fine, Shane. Bring those steaks in. <laughs> you, you know that if we do the steaks here, you have to eat it medium rare. Oh, oh, wow! You are really taking this thing over to the top now. You're you're taking it to another level. Medium rare with no sauce on it, huh? Yeah, correct. How about some seafood? What are you cooking seafood? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some shrimp for you too. Perfect. All right, right. I gotta, I, I gotta go. All okay, right, thanks, Dave. Coach. You're doing yeah. something. See, see you, coach. Shane didn't mean to bother you. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's bothering Shane. Yeah, he's uh, he calls on him like it's a classroom. Where did that narrative come from, by the way? He just started that today. The uh, hey, don't mean to bother you. I'm sitting here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Call him Dave, bro. How about how about he interrupts Danny and go, hey, hey, space. <laughs> He interrupts Danny to ask me a baseball question it's about fine. Pete Rose. That guy, he, did, he writes his own ticket. It kind of becomes the Dave Wanstead show, and we're just kind of circling the orbit, right? Oh, do, you, do you circle in orbit? 100%. Yeah, I don't know if you circle in orbit No, so circle in orbit is the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We orbit him. We orbit. Or circle him. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're just way. hanging out. Yeah. And he takes over and goes in the direction that he wants to go. Yeah. And Dave Wanstead is amazing and loved by everyone. He is. He is. His And his rule changes because he texted a little behind the scenes. He, he kind of produced the say He had some takes this week that he, he wanted ready. to get off. He, so I, he's he must, got sources. He, and he said he's informed. So how do you feel about those ones? The, the, the third quarterback rule, I feel like, makes all the sense in the world. That it only hurts fans yes. when you're watching a football game when there isn't a quarterback that can throw the ball. I think it'll be the second year in a row that a – a, a, a fan base that felt like it was robbed in the playoffs will get a rule changed. Because last year we had the Buffalo-Kansas City overtime. So isn't it three years? Or it's three of four years? Because the... What was the other one? 
the Saints, but they got pass interference. Oh, with the pass interference reviewed, and then it and then it went away. But that I was thought that, that was a couple years before. That, that was the NFC Championship game. Maybe it's three out of four, or four, or, or, three, or three out, out of five. five. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But high high profile incident in no a brainer. playoff game. No that brainer leads to a change. And it, and it, and it's frankly it's absurd. Like the amount of times we've had to think about the emergency quarterback is ridiculous for a, a thing like that. Yeah. Although hockey, the emergency goalie always makes me laugh. It's too. different though. Yeah, you know that thing though. Yeah, of course we yeah. have the guy here. Oh, that's who, right. Who came out of the stands. We had him on. Yeah, that's right. We what did. What was the name of the goalie? It. Uh, Shane, are you listening? What was the name? What was the name of the goalie we that had, we had on? They the came emergency out of the, goalie they came that came out, out of the stands. stands. Oh, standby. Didn't we have him on? Foster. Fa- yeah, it was, Foster Brooks. It, it was so, no. I would say Scott Foster, but I think but that's an that NBA the, official. That yeah. was the actual. That is, Kevin that, Foster. That was no, a pitcher. For no, the it Cubs. is Scott Foster. Uh, yeah, Scott Foster. <laughs> Look at you, Tanny. He's a poster child for not abusing your body and brain with I, I was, drugs and alcohol. I was just going to say. Tanny drinks vodka cranberries every night. Not every in night. In Vegas. Only in yeah. Vegas. Scott Smoked Foster. old fashions and vodka yes, cranberries. Yes, so no, that, that rule is, is, is funny, uh, but I don't think you want the fan to be an NFL quarterback. N- I don't know. <laughs> It'd be kind of dangerous. XFL might do it. Yeah. Well, they should. Yeah. They should. They might as well. So, yeah, there, there's that one, and then... Yeah, the push is interesting. I mean, I it did feel like a gimmick and kind of indefensible. It and it changed so much for what the Eagles do because they had this sense of assurance that they were going to get fourth and short if they needed it. Right. So all of a sudden, I think the way that Olson said it, Greg Olson said it in the Super Bowl was they treat they they treat third down like second down sometimes because they know that even if it's third and five. They could run a play for three yards and then sneak it to get there too, and they're good. Right. So it's that that felt like a gimmick, but I kind of love the um, the when it happens in the middle of a play when a running back is fighting and then Tevin Jenkins or whoever turns over and decides to just bash him in the back and 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 knock him in. So that being lost would be a slight aesthetic and enjoyment bummer for me. I kind of enjoy that. I could see what you're saying. I mean, I think the the, the gimmick aspect of it outweighs it. You don't want to play that feels indefensible, right? You want you want to always be able to yeah. defend well, what the offense is doing. Although, although I, I kind of dug it as innovation, and like it, it made made the defensive line line up in the neutral zone sometimes, and made them jump. Yeah, uh, sometimes. No, I understand stuff I understand. like that. It's so funny, like all these rules, the pushbacks, and all the baseball stuff is on my mind for so many obvious reasons, but. I was just reading a thing, and you know how like the the pitcher can only disengage twice and make two pickoff throws. Yeah, there's no rule limiting the number of times the catcher can back pick, can do the back throw to, to first base to try and get the runner and hold him on that way. So catchers who are really good at that, you might see them do that a lot these days in MLB just to keep the runner honest, keep the runner honest and maybe not waste a pickoff throw, not waste one of the disengagements. So you let the catcher try it a couple of times if need be. And in fact, the, the different, you still have to throw the pitch. Uh, yes. Yes. Cause, they, Cause you could steal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, right. So I don't, feel, I don't see that. I don't see that as a workaround to the rules, like the shift thing that you shared or, holding the ball in front of the mound to circumvent the pitch clock. I see that as just working within the confines of it. Like I, yes, I, I but, mean, but I, the I, advantage. I, I guess it would take a little, add, add a little time to the game if it happens a lot more. But the advantage of having that guy who's good at it is the thing. So, like, the Braves made that trade for Sean Murphy from Oakland, 
And I hadn't really, I mean, I knew, I knew he was good defensively and good offensively, and it was ridiculous that Oakland traded him, but I hadn't realized just how good he is at that play. They knew. And so that's going to be a thing that you think he'll do a bunch this year. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we have counted all the way down to 26. We have. All the way to 26. I just liked your, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was adorable and like. Not really condescending, but just kind of like, all right, that completes that thought. I'll <laughs> just let it stand. I got nothing else to say about Sean Murphy being traded to the Braves. I know. It I'm was, sorry. He was just a stand-in to help me make the point. Was just, gonna, I gonna, humanized it a little I bit. I was going to throw down to first a little bit more okay. for Atlanta Braves. Games. I'm not going to fight you on Sean Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win on Sean Murphy. Fine with me. You're going to win the next segment, too, because it's yours. <laughs> The 26th favorite baseball player, Matt Spiegel in Chicago. He's been here for 30 baseball summers, so we made a list. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score.